As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Home Group tonight. My name is Paul Renner, and as you may have noticed, I am sitting in my father's place tonight. My father, Rick Renner, today could not lead The Home Group. He asked me to do it, and I'm so glad that we can be here together. Along with me here in the studio tonight is my mother. Hi, Mama. Hi, Paul. It's such a privilege to do these home groups with you, Paul, and with you, Joe. Well, thank you. I was wondering if you were going to say my name. Well, and I miss Philip. I got to tell you, I think if Philip were here, we would really be having a lot of fun, even more fun. He's a lot of fun, but home group, welcome. Honestly, we've been waiting for you. And Dad's not with us because he's writing. He's writing his next book. He is always working on his next book. And I have to say, his writings, I believe, will help many people. So please pray for him as he's writing. That is the truth. I think he writes faster than I can read. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found that true, Paul? Uh, that would be admitting that I'm a slow reader. <laughs> so I, I probably will refrain from that. Oh, well, I am. <laughs> but, Mama, the truth is he just writes so much. He writes every day. I mean, he writes more than more than I read a day. Well, I'm a meditator. I, I just read and then I think and think and think and think. So you're a deep reader. I'm deep. All right. <laughs> My dear friends, I want to tell you about this TV series. Actually, this is what we're talking about home group. And it's how to successfully divert and overcome temptations. How do you do that? Well, dad talks about it in five programs of his daily TV program. And that's what we're offering. And along with that is the free study guide that goes with it. This study guide is just awesome. It really is. If you're having trouble in this area, and I think actually everybody does, this study guide will help you pinpoint how do you overcome many temptations. And along with that, of course, is a life ablaze. How do you rekindle those fires in your life so you're ablaze for Jesus again? Our anchor verse is 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 13. Here hath no temptation taken you, but uh, such is as common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but with all the temptation also may also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. So when we talk about temptation, we have to understand that this, the things that we are experiencing are common to men, normal. Most people experience them. Someone else has definitely experienced something similar to what you are experiencing today. Someone has failed in the situation that you are experiencing today, and someone has overcome, someone has been victorious in the same situation that you are experiencing today. To me, that is very encouraging because when we're in the middle of a situation. What is a temptation? Temptation is an intense examination, a fiery trial, or something that we're experiencing. Uh, when we're in the middle of this, this experience, something going on in our life, we tend to think that it's unique to us and to our life, and no one else has ever had to deal with it, and no one else has experienced the way it the exact same way that I'm experiencing it, and, and, and we, we get lonely. We get lonely, and if no one else is experienced, then there's just no way to get out of it. And, and the, oh, oh, Lord, what should I do in this situation? No one can help me. We, we begin to over-exaggerate the situation, and, and it's just another way of the devil leading us 
uh, into this deep, deep hole that we think there's no way out of. There is a way out. God is faithful. He's there with you in this situation. And he's provided a way out for you, a creative possible. Possibly it's a creative way out, but he's provided a way out for you. Amen. It's just encouraging and we need to, we need to remember it. But when we talk about fleeing temptation, there's all kinds of temptations. Sometimes it, it could be gossip. Sometimes when we talk about fleeing temptation, it could be uh, living peaceably with all men like we talked about yesterday. But some of our temptations are very basic, very, very basic. Sometimes we're just simply tempted to overeat. What? Yes. You've been tempted to overeat? I can even say that I have fallen into that temptation. <laughs> yes, I have been tempted to overeat, and I could probably lose a few kilograms right now. But we can deal with that. Well, I want to say right off from the front, there is no condemnation from this group. If you are overweight and you've overeaten, or if you have those kind of problems, God will help you. He really will. You might have to extend your hand for God to help you, but He can pull you out no problem. I can tell about me, I would, the most I weighed was 275, 275 pounds, my mama. I would say I was overweight and <laughs> obese. And uh, I, I logically, I was, I was exercising, and I thought, well, you know, I have to bulk up, I have to gain muscle, and I was just in that phase. And it was, I was just rationalizing what I was doing. But rationalizing it or not, I was still overweight. And I went all the way down to 198. I went down all the way to 198 pounds. How about 75 pounds? That's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. And it didn't take long. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. It does, once you make the right decisions, it doesn't take long to turn the situation around. And so don't worry. I think we've all been in this situation before where you've eaten so much, you have to take a nap. Or you've eaten so much, one of your sides hurt. I mean, <laughs> it's just... We've probably all experienced this before, but you can flee from that temptation for sure. Well, I'll tell about myself. Many years ago, um, I, we just, yeah, we had Paul and uh, Philip was a baby. And I was just rationalizing because <laughs> I was nursing Philip. I need to eat and eat and eat and eat. and Rationalizing. I was. I was rationalizing. And... Um, Got to feed the baby. And, and Rick was on a diet. So Rick is like, he's doing so good. He's eating salads. And we're living on the road at this time. And, um, and I, I saw myself in a video. And I, I thought, oh, my. Oh, dear. I look like that. And, um, and then... Rick was on the diet, like I told you that. But we would go into these restaurants, and I would eat a dessert, and then I would go pay for the bill, and I'd get two candy bars after he paid for the bill. <laughs> and one day, thinking about that picture of myself that I saw in that video and holding that snicker in my hand, I thought, what am I doing I'm just getting bigger and bigger and bigger because I was rationalizing. I don't know, Paul, if I was tempted to overeat or I just dove in. 
But somewhere, I guess there was a temptation, but I, I, I dove in. Mama, I have no memory of that. Well, it's the truth. Yeah, Mama, in my mind, you've always looked great. Well, you were little. You, but you see, I gained a whole lot of weight with Philip. Mm-hmm. And I was rationalizing then, too. Well, right. oh, it's Philip's fault. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't have a thing to do with him. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, for me to get out of this, how did I flee the situation? I changed my atmosphere. I went on a, I actually went on a missions trip. And, you know, we weren't there to exercise or to eat or have fun. We were there to do mission work. And I went on that trip, and I was on maybe two and a half weeks. And when I got back, I've, it's like my mind just switched. And I, and I just changed the way I thought about things. It was very, very helpful. And after that, I lost my weight really quick. And I've just been working on it ever since. So I think it's easier to be consistent with this area of our life than to be in these way big swings, you know, up and down. It's just easier just to be consistent. And that's what I'm working on. So since we're being very, very truthful tonight and talking about our temptations, specifically the temptations that have to do with our flesh, overeating, uh, I don't even, you just may, you know, put a thumbs up, you know, or maybe, a, you know, me too, I've experienced that too. Or, you know, maybe some of you uh, could be particularly honest and say, I need to lose a few pounds too. Maybe, maybe you could write that there in the comment section. That could be helpful or maybe supportive to the other people that need to make a decision to flee from temptation. Flee from temptation, turn around, stop doing it. Make a decision, use your feet, do something to put limits in place. Okay, I got another story. I really like pepperoni pizza. I like, really like pepperoni pizza. Okay, Papa John's double pepperoni with something in the crust. And so that's a little problem I have. I'm sorry. I kind of got in a little thing where I would like, (laughs) I would order it a few times a week. (laughs) And I would just wait till everyone's gone from the house and I would order a whole pizza for myself. That's terrible. (laughs) And so, (laughs) and I don't know how long I did that. But uh, at one point I was like, I can't do this forever. I mean, this is ridiculous. I got to stop this. And whenever I just got to that point where I was like, this is, this is just, this is wrong to me. This is wrong. I'm doing this to myself. Fleeing from temptations, that's what we're talking about. It just, like you were talking about William, he just did a little switch in his brain yeah. and said, okay, I'm going to change. You can make that decision too. You can make that decision not to stop overeating, to stop going to those places that serve the dessert that you just adore. You know, that's effect. It might be wonderful. Those pizzas were great, but they weren't doing anything good for me. And it was really just, it was a waste. It was a waste of my time, waste of finances, and I was only enjoying it for a moment. You know, after a little while, the scale started going up, and I was like, gosh, those moments really add up. And uh, they started affecting me in a bad way. And so I'm really being honest with you. I really am. I'm trying to. And I just want to encourage you, you can defeat this. You can flee those temptations. You might need someone by your side to support you, but you can do it. Well, you know, I'm older than you guys, of course. And uh, so I think a little bit more seriously about my body, about my temple. 
because the Bible says it's the temple. But mm. you've always thought that way, Mama. Well, but but even more now, you know, and because I want to be strong for the journey. I want to be healthy. Uh, Rick and I talk about serving for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to be healthy to be serving for a long time. And one thing that really helps me is looking at other examples. And I see examples like there's a a beautiful woman. She's 90. Her name's Marilyn Hickey. She has gone all over the world. I think she's going. I just saw something about her going into Saudi Arabia. Not last year. She's going. Why? Because she's taking care of her temple. And she's still serving. A wonderful, a wonderful man of God, Brother Kenneth Copeland. He's 85 years old. He's still serving. He, he's taking care of that temple so that he can keep serving. Maybe you're not in the ministry. That's okay. Maybe you've got loved ones that love you. And if you don't stay healthy, you're not going to be able to do with them what you, you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. If you don't stop something, you're not going to have those privileges that you have right now. And so realizing this, as we're talking about overeating, that it's a temptation, but it, it's, a, it, it's really designed to steal from your life, to steal from the quality of your life, to steal from your family life, to steal from your peace, to steal from your sleep. Mm-hmm. And, and we, ha- <clears throat> we have to make some kind of quality decision. This is not taking me anywhere good. And find something that, that, that you appreciate, some kind of a plan. You have to have a plan. If you just say, well, today I'm just going to do this, but don't have a plan, sometimes it doesn't work very well. Get a plan. Study. Study how to answer this temptation in your life because this one's a serious one because it actually will steal from your very health and quality of life. Mm -hmm. Amen. The other thing that helped me, Mama, was Whenever I was like, I need to change something, I told somebody. I said, I, I, I need to change something. That's good. And I told them, and I wasn't just I wasn't playing around. I was being serious. And I was really being honest and vulnerable, and that person was really supporting. And at that moment, I was like, hey, I can do this. And I started to go to the gymnasium, and I was, and I was like, yeah, I do not want to go. Mm-hmm. I used to love to go. But then I was like, I don't want to go anymore. I'm like, I don't want to go today. It's been a long day. I just don't want to go. But that's whenever you need to go. Mm-hmm. And so, because you have to, you have to make that discipline. And so I, I started saying to myself, you can do it, Joel. You can do it. We've all said that to ourselves, I'm sure. I was like, you can do it. Come on. You did it before. You can do it again. Come on. Just just one step. Just, just put on that T-shirt, those, those shorts, and just be on your way. And you can do it. And that really self-encouragement, I was like walking in the gymnasium. I was like, you can do it, Joel. Come on. Just one more step. You're almost there. Come on. You're going to get in the door. You can do it. And it's really been wonderful. 
It's a step by step, really. It's step by step. And you only have one day. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. So make some decisions for today. You know what else is interesting? One good decision often leads to a second one. That's true. And the third one. And before you know it, your whole life has changed. It's really, it's really the truth. Mm-hmm. And so, Paul, I know we're talking about fleeing temptations, overeating. Um, it's a real serious problem, like Mama said. And I believe we can all overcome this. It takes some will. Well, Joe, I think you said something very important. You said you told someone. It's very important that there are people in your life that you can trust. And sometimes that means telling someone what you're going to do so that they can actually hold you accountable and ask you questions. And also it's important to have people in your life that can speak to you directly. Tell you, hey, you know what? You need to fix this. You know what? You may have not noticed, but this is what that certain situation looks like, or this is what you, you know, sometimes we don't control what we say or how we say things. Uh, back again, you know, with my kids, I, you know, my kids, they say something, didn't come out right. I said, now you may have not meant it this way, but your tone, the way you said it, it came across this way. And I know that you're better than that. I know that that this is, not, this is not the way you want other people to think of you. So let's work on how you say things so that the way they come across works better. Well, the only way that you can actually get that kind of feedback is if you're open to other people speaking to you. Mm-hmm. So it, it's important to talk to people and tell them your attention and say, you know what, I need you to help me, hold me accountable. You know, if I don't look so good, you know, take a picture, send me the picture, you know, yeah, I need to. If, sometimes, in order for you to change something, you need to feel uncomfortable. You need to be motivated to change something. Uh, and we don't change things that we're comfortable with. Just simply, we just don't change things that we're comfortable with. We begin to change things that we're uncomfortable with. We begin to change things that create pain in our life, or that we begin to experience consequences for things that are like. That's when we really begin to make change. Although we could have probably have avoided those uncomfortable situations or that pain. But we really begin to seek out change whenever we get uncomfortable, whenever there's some kind of pain. That's when we begin to put effort into it. Uh, So speaking to people and allowing people to speak into your life, I think, is key in all of these areas. Because when we talk about relationships, somebody else has to, you know, say, you know what, um, you know, I know you think you were right in that situation, but you weren't. 100% right in that situation. There was some wrong on your side also. And maybe, uh, maybe there's something you should be asking forgiveness for too. So having someone that can speak into your life is, is key. Uh, The Bible gives us ample uh, motivation to take care of ourselves because as mom said, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God? You are not your own. You are not your own. <laughs> From the moment that we got saved, now, and what happened when we got saved? God purchased us with his blood mm-hmm. from the slavery of sin, and he gave us freedom. And the more we understand what happened on the cross and what happened in the moment when we got saved, the more we understand that we are now not our own. The Holy Spirit lives within us, and He's the one that wants to shine through us. 
He's the one that wants to be in control of our decisions and our lives. So when we're talking about fleeing from temptations, we're also talking about making a decision to follow Jesus, to follow the Holy Spirit. In pre-marriage counseling, I I often ask, what would you like to avoid in your marriage? Uh, I do a lot of pre-marriage counseling in church, uh, and when I talk to the, the future couple, say, now what in your parents' relationship, what would you like to avoid that you saw your parents do? And most of them say, you know, there was fighting, there was yelling, or they ignored each other, or they weren't very helpful around the house. In rare situations, something more serious happened. Most of the time it has to do with, you know, raising their voice or something else. Uh, what would you like to avoid? So, okay, so we talk about what they would like to avoid. And most cases are very, very similar to each other. Uh, and then we move on. And I say, no, it's not just enough to know what you would like to avoid. Because if that was enough, then we'd all be healthy. <laughs> if we all would, simply wanted to avoid sickness, avoid car crashes, avoid getting in debt, then, then no one would be in debt, no one getting car crashes, and everyone would be healthy because knowing what you want to avoid, that's, that's not enough. We want to avoid all the bad things in life. That's not enough. You have to know what you want to achieve. And when you know what you want to achieve... Then, then you're motivated. Knowing what to avoid is, is not enough motivation. What do you want to achieve? I want, I, want to, I, want to, I want my home to be a place where I want to be. I want to come home. I, I want to create an atmosphere at home where I want to be there. I want to create a loving, receiving atmosphere at home where, where I, just, I just feel loved and I feel comfortable. Uh, that that's a pretty high goal. That's something that you'll be working towards your entire life because there's always things that are going to want to take from that, especially laziness. Uh, you know, or I want to be truthful. I don't just want to avoid lying. I want to be truthful. That's something that you can you can work towards your entire life. Back to our subject today. I want to be healthy. That's something that you can work towards your entire life because at different stages of your life, being healthy means doing different things. Uh, I want to be in peace with all men. At different stages of your life, that means doing different things, not just avoiding conflict, but actually being proactive and doing different things. I want to avoid temptation. Um, That won't work. You can't just simply avoid temptation. I want to be obedient to the Holy Spirit who lives in me. That's a serious goal. I, I, I want to be obedient to the Holy Spirit and I want my body to be a temple for the Holy Spirit. That's a big one. You, you, you can move towards that your entire life and the closer you get to that goal, the more you understand what other decisions you have to make. And at different seasons of life, it means making different sets of decisions. So I want my body to be a temple of the Holy Spirit. I want to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. That's a lot better than simply saying I want to avoid overeating. Because if if all you're working toward is avoiding overeating, then you're always going to be right there on the line. Now, did I overeat or did I not overeat? And, And, you know, I did a lot today. So maybe I need... Maybe I, maybe I need to replenish myself today a little bit more than I did yesterday. And so you're always, you know, right there on the line. But if you're looking towards 
making your body the temple of the Holy Spirit and living for Him, then you'll always be on the right side of the line. You'll never wonder about you know, how close can I get, how much can I eat before I started before I start overeating. It, it, it's not just about avoiding; uh, it's about moving in the right direction. And the Holy Spirit will will guide you uniquely in that. And and that's where that's where it's so unique. Our, our, when we follow the Holy Spirit, it's so unique because as the Holy Spirit guides me, that will be unique to me. As the Holy Spirit guides you, Mom, you, Joel, you, that will be unique to you and to where you are and to the decisions that you need to make and to the next step that's important in your life. So that's that's where following Jesus gets interesting because the same blanket answer for everyone, it, it doesn't work. You need to be the one that gets a revelation of the next decision or the next challenge or the next, the next thing the Holy Spirit wants you to do. And he'll be leading you in the right decision and you'll be able to follow your heart. You'll be able to follow your conscience. You'll be able to follow him in that situation. But Paul, over- That's so good. Overcoming this area of our life, overeating, it's love, for every- it's love to everybody else. Yes. It's, it's, it's love to you. You know, if you can overcome this, your kids will be more grateful. Your spouse, your grandkids, everyone around you will be grateful. You took care of this. And you'll be more grateful. You'll have more energy. And you'll have more excitement in your life. You'll be more mobile. And you'll just be wonderful for everybody. So we encourage you just to flee that temptation. And you can do it. Get a plan. Right now, I'm just, I'm not doing flour or sugar or dairy. Now, dairy might not, might not bother everybody else, but it's not good in my body. And, and I feel strong. Well, that's what, that's one of my goals. I want to feel strong. I want to feel healthy. I'm not just trying to avoid, like Paul just said, I have a goal that I want. This is, it's not my body. This is, this, this is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, and if I, if I think of that, then I want to treat my body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I, my body will never be the temple of the, this body will never be the temple of the Holy Spirit again. When we die and go to heaven, we're not going to have this body. This is the one opportunity to show God with this body that we honor him and that we are his temple. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to have fun and talk to each other. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading, in this, leading us in this conversation tonight. And I ask you to help us, each of us, to make meaningful decisions to follow after you. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you enjoyed that teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.